Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and the excitement continues with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Bet just $1 on any football game this weekend to receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet at least $1 on any football game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Thanks, right? <laughs> Like fucking Ron Burgundy me into the episode. How are you doing tonight, guys? Uh, now that I just pulled a Wayne's World, I feel great. I was thinking Wayne's World on a three, two, one, but no, you went with the Ron Burgundy. So yeah, it was good. And again, um, Ryan does not have his tickets to the gun show <laughs> because Tyler is uh, rocking a sleeveless U of M shirt. When we start making this an actual <laughs> video to post, it'll be even better. It'll, just, it'll be well, great. In my defense, this wasn't like a on-purpose thing. It's just like I was kind of I was kind of slugging around the house. Like, got back from the gym, (laughs) made a protein shake. I was talking to my mom, and then I look at the clock. I'm like, "Holy shit, it's eight fifteen! I I better get upstairs." And I just didn't even really think about it. But I am doing fantastic going towards the uh, the you know the the wonderful joke that Ryan made and, and Greg kind of <laughs> amplified, I suppose, but I thought he was going to say going yes. towards the start of the season. We're getting close to hockey, which is it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Inching, inching ever closer. Today's the 8th of September. My daughter's first day of preschool today. It was so oh, congratulations. Touching. Yeah. She didn't even care. She ran straight to the kids that bye, mom, screw you guys. And that's a good thing. And that's she went, a- as as all the other children cried, she's like, "Um, guys, can you stop? Let's go. So you're wasting time crying. Where we should be playing and learning." But no, it was it's good. She's three, so she's doing three year preschool, and then she'll do four year preschool. So it's bittersweet, isn't it? 
yeah, getting too old too fast. But mm -hmm. uh, let's not get sentimental now. We have some things <laughs> to talk about tonight. Uh, so we've got a few topics tonight. We're going to quickly gloss over the uh, Hronic contract. We all knew it was going to happen. It was a matter of time. I like the numbers. I like the term. We'll talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about the newly released prospect tournament roster and some of the results from the athletic uh fan poll if you want to call it the fan poll mm -hmm. it's about the current state of the organization and the direction the team is headed so uh overwhelmingly positive i saw a lot of positive stuff yeah. out there and i think it's all directly attributed to uh steve eiserman so uh i, I want to start with heronic's contract just to get it out of the way it's one of the few actual red wings pieces of news to come out and uh, I like it. I mean, it's it's a Heronic contract and it's Iserman signing. So, of, of course, it was going to happen. But mm -hmm. Heronic got a three-year contract at $4.4 .4 million a season. He is now taking up 5.4% of the cap hit. Uh, so that will take him uh, to 26, but he will still be an RFA, which is good. It takes him right up to his last RFA year. Oh, I, I think that's a fair deal. I really, I mean, we look at Evolving Hockey and their contract projections so because we're now into that, what they do, is it the actual second signing period or is it just what they dubbed as it? I Maybe think it's, it's just, just a, the signing period. Is it? I, I figured the whole, ever since free agency started, it's just one big happy family of signings, but they kind of broke theirs up on the page. And this is like the secondary market, if you will, or time frame that they they've dubbed in there. And they had him actually at a predicted term of six years at 5.7 million. So I would say the Eiserman special hit in pretty good right here. I'm not mad about it. I mean, he's, I know we have talked about it before and he, we touched on his struggles and what things weren't necessarily going well, at least at the start of the season, but he kind of finally came around as the year went on. So we're hoping that that obviously will continue, but I mean, you get, a top four defenseman at just over 4 million a year. Granted it's only three years, but look at all the other contracts and that's not surprising. So I think it's a great bang for your buck. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And that they're not on on, the hook right? for a lot of money. Yeah. 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 I, I like the contract personally. I think uh, it's, it's a pretty good bang for your buck to use your term, Ryan. But uh, I mean, it, I think we projected, I don't remember exactly what the numbers were, but I think I was right in that ballpark of the 4.2 to 4.5 per year. I thought, I thought it would be a little bit of a longer deal. I think if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, this is fine. I mean, if he sucks, then, you know, this is it. And uh, you know, if he, if he does well, then, right you know, for the suck if he does well, then, you know, you can continue moving, moving forward or, you know, get a longer term deal in there. But I mean, we, we were very, very candid about how he played to start the season last year. He was not very good. And I know it was a weird year and everything else. He did finish strong. I thought so. I mean, it's definitely a good contract and I mean, you can never have enough defensemen and, uh, you know, hopefully he can morph into that at least number two defenseman that we're looking for. Yeah, I think by, by the end of the day, and we've had some of this discussion over on Discord, is that at the end of the day, Heronic is is going to be a probably a second pair defenseman for you, which is a contract like that for your second pair defenseman. And I think he'll still probably be a top pair by the time his contract is up depending on how much they want to fast track Edvinson or if they want to fast track Edvinson. 
because you, I had assume that they want to make Edmondson your other top pair defenseman. So depending on how fast they want to fast track that, then you're, you're going to be looking at, I, I mean, Heronic uh, up until his RFA year, which is what you want. So sure. this gives Eiserman full control. It tells Heronic, Hey, prove you can do, prove you can do it. And if you can do it, then, then great. Then you'll, you'll earn a big contract and we or we're not going to have any issues. But again, if he peters out and maybe finishes out like he started last season, which let's hope he doesn't, then you're going to be able to just cut bait with him or trade him or, or sign him to a lower contract or whatever. Well, I think it works perfectly because, you know, Heronic over the last couple of years has had to be like, you know, the guy that plays the most minutes as to be the number one defenseman on the team. And now I think, you know, as most cider starts to come up and, and, you know, you start to have some younger guys in there and, you know, Nick Letty come over from the New York Islanders. Like it just kind of feels like it fits a little bit better to have him on the second D pair. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe he'll be on the first D pair to start the season and, you know, hopefully cider gets integrated and, and starts taking a lot of those minutes away and, you know, can be that number one defenseman that we're hoping for um, because, you know, then, then he would just slot in, like you said, on that perfect number two, uh, not number two, sorry, uh, second pair defenseman. And I mean, that's good bang for your buck as, as a, uh, you know, second pair defenseman. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because you look at it too, on a team that severely hurts for scoring and offensive pop, he did lead the team in points last season. Now, granted, it was a, a wanky season. I get that, but I'm sorry. A what he, now? A wanky. You mean wonky? How about we uh, just call it weird? Uh, Ryan, uh, wank, wank is a British term for masturbation. <laughs> does it? Yeah, yeah, it sure what, is. Wanker. What sure does is, sir. wanky <laughs> for, for, for you Ted Please, Lasso fans? Uh, don't, wanker. Pre- don't Pretentious, contemptible, or stupid. All right, yeah, I'm saying that wrong. Okay. <laughs> wonky means... Weird, or is it a crooked off center askew? Okay, let's go wonky. <laughs> wonky, <laughs> it was a wonky season. Uh, I blame my accent. I said wonky the first time, it was a wonky, uh, but season. it, it well, was a fucked up season. Let's just go with that. Yeah, uh, he had 26 points in 56 games. So, your next guy behind him, which is sad to say, was Dylan Larkin at 23 points in 44 games. So, obviously, and that's with like only scoring empty net goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had two goals and 24 assists, which isn't awful. I mean, you hope that your defenseman is driving play because he's he led the team with 24 assists. So that's a good thing. If that continues, it's a better thing. And as you meant, you both mentioned, if he's your middle pair defenseman and he's still driving play the way that he can, and he's not going to be most likely out there against that top tier uh, offense and defensive players kind of sheltered maybe if you will but he'll still get some power play time unless something crazy happens and yeah you you can't really be too mad about it as long as he does what he needs to do and isn't getting burned on a daily basis like we saw out the start of of last season and we see a refresh and we see that the training camp and preseason and all that stuff they get their legs under him they're ready to go if he's good to go come day one that, that contract's going to work out just fine, I think. Ryan, I'll say one thing, too. I mean, 
if you remember correctly, he was playing over overseas there before, you know, mm-hmm. the season started. I wonder if that he, really he fucked was, him up. It, it's kind of weird, though, because you watch him in any other setting besides the Red Wings, and he scores goals on the power play, like one tease, and he's got a really good shot, too. So, like, I mean, you wonder if that's going to come at some point, too, where he just starts putting goals up left, right, and center, either on the power play or – you know, just getting the puck to the net uh, written on five on five play as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was just he, it was so easy for him to go play in the Czech league because the competition, the, yeah, the competition just wasn't there yeah. to where he got kind of, I guess, lackadaisical and just had to go like get back to basics and learn that he's again, not playing against second rate players. Between no, between that and the larger ice and just getting a little bit complacent and, yeah, Laughing, and I mean, like it's, you said. No, it's no, like, slight to the Czech Republic players. I mean, it's they're still playing professional hockey in their own league, but, I mean, they're mm-hmm. not – it's not the NHL. It's not the NHL, and it's right. not even the AHL, so. So it's uh, – Yager I still think, plays in that league, doesn't he? Does he? he owns Yager, still, yeah, he owns a team, and he still plays in the league. Claude sure Yager plays in the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History currently. <laughs> so <laughs> – it's uh, it, it's. I think that could be it. Yeah, he we'll still see plays. What... He owns a team and plays. And I think, I think, if I saw it correctly, they can't afford to put another player out there or something like that. So he's playing. I don't know. I read an article about it maybe <laughs> like a couple it. months ago. And yeah. So anyways. um, but yeah, that's so that's kind of what that's the thing is that it's we don't know what his issue was at the beginning of the year. But again, he picked up towards the end of the year and play normal, like normal Hironic mm-hmm. hockey, except for just not scoring goals. Yeah. We got really pissed off. And then shortly after that episode, he started actually doing well. So we kind of take credit for that. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, well we, he you, listened to us. Remember he we, listened we to know. us. We all know they listen to us, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. The fuck they do. <laughs> so that's the Hironic contract. Um, I think we all give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up the Hironic contract. Yeah, thumbs it. up. Thumbs up. Nobody can see this anyway. So yeah, no, I'm actually, <laughs> so while we're recording, I'm setting up the OBS screen capture stuff oh, so God. that hopefully by next episode we can start uh recording ourselves and streaming on the streaming services because use my personal laptop which is like a million times more uh which is like a million times better than my work laptop so i'm just happy that we had we got tyler up and running right away today that's mm-hmm. i think that's the first time ever. yeah tyler didn't have any 70 year old computer issues well uh, no because i don't have my work <laughs> computer anymore so i just have this set up and yeah. i just leave it I'm going to start charging you the actual rate for tech support that I would normally charge, which is like $165 an hour. You think I'm kidding. It is $165 an hour. That they charge you? Uh, No, that I charge people. Oh. People pay big money for support. (laughs) Um, Well, that's my next job then now, isn't it? (laughs) It should be. You should be. So uh, we're going to go over to the prospect tournament. Uh, the Red Wings today tweeted out, and I'm like, glad we pushed this off a day because then we got some news like right in. As a lot soon of as, stuff came out today. Yeah, so the prospect tournament roster was announced. Notable omission, Moritz Sider will not be playing in the prospect tournament. Um, I think that is maybe indicative of a couple things. One, he either already has a spot on the roster and they don't mm-hmm. want to play him that way. Yes. Or... He's hurt and we don't know about it. Oh boy. 
Don't say that. Yeah, I don't think. Why did you say that? That is the. Uh, I, you know, on. I had there was a one thing I hadn't thought about this entire time, Greg. It was that somebody that we cherish and hasn't played hockey yet is hurt. And what did you just do? You shit on all of us. That is a typical. What the fuck? Go ahead, Ryan. No, go ahead. No, I'm just no. I'm flabbergasted. Greg, that is a typical sports radio hot take. Boston kind of thing here. Freaking Valenti on our I didn't, show. I didn't say he's probably injured. Harsh. I said no. that's the other possibility. You suggested it. That's just as bad. I no, think we can be we can be certain that he's going to be on the team. Um, The one thing that kind of was alarming to me though, is why is Joe Valeno on this? That is the other thing. Yeah. That raised a flag. So, and that actually was some quite the heated, I don't know if I'd say heated, but passionate discussion on the discord with that today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so cider is, I would say it's more of a prospect than Valeno. Valeno's got an NHL time. Five games. Five games. And I haven't checked Cider's Instagram lately if he's posted anything. Is he even in Michigan right now? I thought he was. He's got to be over be. for training camp. Right. But like I said, Joe Valeno is playing in the prospect tournament. Mirth Cider is not. He hasn't so, posted anything since August 13th. And so it doesn't say where he was. What's going on with Mirth Cider? He was on. A, he was on John Scott's podcast. Guys, we have to put out an was APB he? on it was a, That was a great one. Hold on. No one yeah, knows where he podcast. is. So I got I, distracted. Let me see. His so, latest post was August 13th. That's what Tyler just said. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was reading something at the same time. Yeah, but I got nothing. It's most likely that he's just already got a spot on the team, and they don't want the possibility of him getting hurt during the prospect tournament. So they're just going to push him through, just, let him go just to training tweet Max. Camp. He's got to know these things, right? Yeah, sure. Just go, Max, what the fuck is happening? But I think that's the thing. And then that, like you said, the the kind of surprise was Joe Valeno. Because I thought Joe Valeno, next to Cider, had the probably second best chance of making the team, just like yeah. right out of camp. We talked about this, was it last week, about how we've seen or what we felt Valeno has looked like the last couple of seasons, especially coming through training camp into the preseason that we feel that he's looked pretty damn good. Yeah. He's provided an offensive spark. He's played well defensively, which we know that that is what they're preaching like no other at this point is play defense first and then hopefully offense comes together. But I don't know. Maybe maybe at this point, and what I was thinking about earlier is they want Valino playing as much hockey as possible. Yeah, maybe that's possible. Or maybe he's hurt. Is it me, or does mm. it does it seem like Joe Valeno has been a Red Wing prospect for like five years now? <laughs> it does. Uh, yeah. It does, and it's only been like a few. Like it was the Zadina draft, right? So and that was like eighteen, uh-huh. three years ago, four years, almost four years. Three years ago, because yeah. so. he was projected what before to be top ten, and then fell all the way to thirty three or whatever it was they picked. Yeah, because he had that exceptional status, and they're like, "There's mm-hmm. only four other people that have ever gotten that." And yeah, so that was one of the names I was surprised it was on there was Joe Valeno. So to run through it really quickly, and then we're going to kind of go into the undrafted free agents that are uh, coming into the prospect tournament to play for the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. So we've got Lucas Raymond. 
Chase Pearson, Hayden Verbeek. Can we uh, talk on the fact that Raymond's going to wear number 23? He's going he, straight jump man status. He jump is man. going to wear number 23. Can we talk about the fact that uh, Jonathan Bergeron is going to wear 52, uh, big rigs number? Is that, is that a play on that? Didn't he wear 52 or was it 25? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just looked at that. I thought and I he know, was wearing something like we that. We have oh, a new Erickson. What? God damn it. Maybe that's, two, that's two things now. Maybe Greg. they'll swap him over to defense. Why? Why no, he wore 20. Like no, he, he wore 48 a, over there. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, he wore 48. He should be wearing that here. That's a good number to wear. For Team uh, Sweden, it looks like he wore 25. He's worn a lot of numbers, actually. Speaking of Jonathan. He's got 48 on in this one. Oh, he's no. And this, he has 26 on for Team Sweden. And this other one he has looks like 17 for Team Sweden. So he wears whatever. He's so got expect his number to change about three more times before <laughs> he makes the actual roster. Got yeah, it. I think that's I w- it. I will say one thing. Did you guys see that picture of um, Jonathan Berger and, and uh, Lucas yeah. Raymond? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. We, we posted that across the, 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 the bad boys, the bad boys. That that was actually pretty cool. Like you know, as far as like you know, hockey players and showing personality, especially like prospects like that. Like you, you don't see that. And the fact that they like know each other and they're fr- they're both from Sweden. Like that's, that's Dude, it's the cool. mafia. Come on, it's the mafia. It's the reincarnation of the Red Wing Swedish mafia. <laughs> So we'll move on to Pasquale Zito, which there was a cool article that came out on him, how he is out to basically prove that picking him was the right move because he missed his whole last season. And I believe part of the season before he did not play. Mm -hmm. Uh, He hasn't played since he was 16 on an actual like team. So they picked him in the draft. So he will be at the tournament. Cameron Butler, Davis, T-Bone Cod. Uh, Cooper Walker, Luke Toporowski, Cross Hannes, Patrick Curry, Kirill Tutayev, and Joe Valeno are your forwards. Uh, the name in the forwards group that I'm really excited about is Kirill Tutayev. He was, I believe, born in the same town as Pavel Datsuk. He oh. played for the Russian version of the AHL, which I think is called the MHL. Um, in the, and then he moved over to the Belarusian league this last season. And now he's coming over to play in the tournament real quick. Is there six or seven rounds in the NHL draft? There are seven, seven rounds in the NHL draft. Pasquale it used to be eight. Zito right? was a six rounder. Oh, okay. So Pasquale Zito was a sixth round pick. I thought yes. it was their uh, seventh round pick. Now I've got the, the wings article pulled up on just a quick notes on people and they got it. He's six rounder. All right. I just want to make that note. So he was a late, he was a late round pitching. pick. Okay. I'm uh, going to note one more thing on this uh, roster here. There's yes. one guy on this roster, Patrick Curry, played at Boston University. That kid has a motor. That kid does not He plays not for the Griffins. Stop. Yeah, that kid does not stop. I mean, he's not the greatest player in the world. Don't get me wrong, but. Only number 78 is going to be wearing. 78, yep. That's a what, high number. What is this font, by the way? What the hell is this? Uh, glaucoma. Uh, ch- chicken scratch. <laughs> yeah, you can barely tell what number is what. It's ridiculous. It's called glaucoma. I thought McIsaac had five, but that's actually a three. On defense, you've got Jared McIsaac, Donovan Sabrango, Wyatt mm-hmm. Newpower, Oscar Plandowski, Mason Ward, Alex Cotton, and Adam Brubacher. For your so, goalie, like most people, the first three names should be familiar. First four, if you watch the draft. 
Oscar Plandowski is the son of like an Arizona mm-hmm. development person or scout or someone. Yes. Yes. I saw that. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. He was That's just drafted cool. this season. And then for your goalies, you have Seabass, Victor Bratstrom, and Jan Bednash. So, uh, Kosa, three guys that we've recently talked about. Yeah. So, Coast is going to be your big one. Uh, Bratstrom, who will most likely play for the Griffins this season, and Bednash, who will probably go back to what the Q. We'll see no, what I'm, I'm ex- uh, those three guys right there. Uh, that's going to be fun to watch how they how they perform. Remember when we had no goalie depth? No, and now we have all the goalies. Yeah. yeah, I think that you're you're kind of what the fucks are no most cider and why is Joe Valeno there? And then yeah. the rest, the rest are kind of uh, up in the air. People are like, where's Edmondson? Where's Johansson? Uh, where's yeah, started yeah, the too, yeah. yeah. So SHL uh, season mm-hmm. preseason's already started. The season starts like next week or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, NCAA committed. So college committed players cannot attend NHL camps. So that is why you're not seeing any of the players that are committed to college. They are not allowed to attend NHL camps. What we want to kind of go over, so that's the prospect tournament roster. What we want to kind of go over are the undrafted invites to the prospect tournament. And we're going to start with forward Cameron Butler. Cameron Butler is 19 years old. He is a 203 pound, six foot four right wing. Woo. Uh, it's so yeah. EP's note says he's physical on the forecheck, laying the body and winning puck battles defensively. He's in position and collapses well into the slot or the net front to lift sticks and take away opportunities. Sounds like a physical version of Michael Rasmussen. He moves with players and doesn't get caught drifting out of the play with the puck. He makes safe plays back to the D for breakouts. Again, he's 19. He was undrafted. So his last season, 2019-20, he played for the Peterborough Peets, 39 games and 27 games for the Ice Dogs with a total of 32 points. Um, so that's, I mean, not bad. And again, he was undrafted. So he is the first tryout. Again, he, I mean, he seems big. That's probably why he got a tryout because he is big. And I'm sure he's fast too. I'm going to say it fits the pattern of what we've been seeing going on with this team. Yeah. And so season before that, 1819, he played 64 games for the Peets uh, with 26 points. And he played for Canada white team in the under 17 tournament uh, for five games. So he got tournament play, which is good. I mean, I, I, I got nothing, man. And again, these are again undrafted guys. They don't even have a, a projection on them. A lot of them from like when their draft year was. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm struggling to figure how many of these undrafted guys the Red Wings have actually like brought to camp, and they're like, "We need you," and sign them. Who was the last person that was an undrafted free agent that the Red Wings brought to the prospect tournament and then signed? Was it Luke? Did yeah. Lenny play for a prospect tournament and then get signed? That's a good question. I don't know. He was undrafted. He was also a walk-on, right, at Michigan? Yeah, he was a walk-on at Michigan because he was a football player that wanted to play hockey. So, <laughs> I mean, it worked out great for him, right? Oh, yeah. And now he's sadly gone. My yeah. wife is so sad. Like, I'm trying to find, like, the original article of, like, Red Wings signed Luke Glendenning. So, I mean, I could probably check his Wikipedia page. That would probably be useful. 
So what happened 13? with Luke was that Grand Rapids signed Glenn Denning as a free agent mm. to a one-year contract. And then he played 51 games for the Griffins and then eventually made his way the next year to the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't He's know. that old school success story that you just love to see. I would say that it's very infrequent that a a camp invitee makes the team. One that I can think of off the top of my head that was at a Red Wings camp but didn't make the Red Wings and then signed was Barclay Goodrow. Um, Barclay Goodrow was at Red Wings camps and then he ended up signing uh, first with San Jose, I believe. So that yeah. contract is going to look miserable in a couple. Oh of years. yeah, well, no, he's got a real garbage contract. Not great for him, garbage for the team in a couple of years. That's what but, I mean. Yeah. But yeah, that's that is one of the names that I can remember being at a Red Wings camp and then making the NHL. Man, so, I forgot he was traded to New York or so went to New York. The next person is Davis, uh, AKA T bone cod. So we have to sign this kid because we need D boss and T bone on our team. But, uh, Davis cod is a five foot nine, 163 pound right wing. He's 18 years old, born in Brighton, Michigan. And he played the 2019, 20 season for the Saginaw spirit, 53 games, 14 points, not super impressive numbers, but again, the OHL didn't play. So he did not mm-hmm. play in the 2021 season. And this is where we're going to probably see a lot of really interesting stuff come out of camps across the league is invitees that missed a whole season and weren't drafted. And there's still potentially something there. I would act like I know what I'm going to talk about with these guys, but I won't. So until Ryan, we see them I, actually perform. I don't even know what I'm talking about with these guys. Uh, well, no, but you at least have it up in front of you. I'm just kind of staring at you talk. Problem with these guys is like, yeah, you, you never know though. And like, if you're in the middle of a rebuild, like the Red Wings are, and you know, they're still a couple of years away. Mm-hmm. You could hit on one of these guys. I mean, you sure, just said sure, Barclay yeah. Gutrell. I think that's was, the expectation at this point. It was in a Red Wing camp and didn't obviously didn't end up getting signed or make the team. And then he goes on and has a pretty good career with San Jose, two-time Stanley Cup champ with Tampa, and now he got a huge contract with the Rangers. So, I mean, you just never know. I mean, mm-hmm. Luke Lindenning's another example of it. So, I mean, you never know. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you take another Luke Lindenning for and- cheaper? And with any, I mean, if it were to happen any year where you find some random person and invite them to camp and they end up getting, like you end up finding a really good player, it's this season. Mm-hmm. Because we right. saw that with the draft where the draft was messed up because of COVID seasons. You could see that with the same situation with training camps. You could see someone coming to training camp, the team going, holy shit, this guy's real good. Like we weren't able to scout him because the OHL didn't play. And, and we may have found a future, I mean, more than likely bottom six player, mm-hmm. but someone that another team didn't find. So, yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> I think for where they're at right now, in terms of him looking at cap friendly, I think a lot of these guys in this prospect tournament have a really good chance of getting a contract. Cause unless yeah, we've got money, see, we've got money and we've got needs. Still. Well, I mean, yeah, the money's not no issue. It's going to be a, a minor league deal for these dudes. But right, like if we go to the Grand Rapids page here, team roster, like there's a the lot of guys page. listed. I mean, most of these guys that they've... The Griffins roster page sucks. Yeah, it does. 
It's but they've so got Molino, Giovanni Smith. Uh, Who still Patrick remains on Patrick unsigned. Curry's listed on here. Yep. So, so, I mean, this is going to definitely change, and they've only got three defensemen listed. So <laughs> a lot of these guys playing right now are likely to be on this rot signed to this team. Or, is McIsaac on there? Yeah, McIsaac, Seth Barton, and Brian Brian Lashoff is still listed because they brought him back, didn't they? You've got Donovan Sabrango, who will probably Yeah, Sabrango is going to come over. Yeah, you well, nope. he played last I shouldn't say season. come over, but he'll be on there. Yep. You've got Wyatt Newpower, who mm-hmm. will probably play there. Um, past that, good luck because Cider's going to be in Detroit. So, McIsaac should yeah. be there, shouldn't he? And Albert Johansson t- as well, right? Or is no, he Johansson is staying in No, Johansson, he's playing okay. over. Yep. Oh, you're right. He is playing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I could see them going after maybe a waiver wire pickup sure. or like when they had when all the roster drawdowns come. Oh, Gustav Lindstrom's going to be there too. Luke right? Witkowski's going to be down there too. <laughs> See that that piece of optimism, I'll I'll go on board with. Yeah, Luke's going to be there too. Witkowski's going to be down. Oh, yeah, there. That, he won't be in the NHL. I don't fucker. think. I don't understand. Like I, I remember when they know. re-signed him. People on social media are like, "Oh, he's back." I'm like, because "No, he's people like be him because Rapids. he punches people. That's why." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind that either, but at the same time, like. Exactly. Uh, what, what, yeah, that's all. That's all that we need to say in regards to Luke Woodkowski. He can probably so, make great the Coyotes guy, roster. Great roster person, I would assume. Not on the ice of this team, please. Yeah. Yeah. So the next player that is an invite, and this is one that I mean is a. Hmm, it's all right. Cooper Walker. Meh. Cooper Walker is a nineteen-year-old, five foot nine, hundred and fifty-seven pound center. Ooh, to which in 1920 for the Guelph Storm had you say eight. five nine? Yep. Wow. For the Guelph Storm had eight points in 45 games. That is um not great. Uh, and I don't again I don't see anything really here. Could be a fill in in Grand Rapids if you wanted to sign him. I have not watched any video, but the numbers don't look great. In the 2018-19 season, in for what the hell's the G O J H L? Like the G I Joe H L. G O J H L. He played for the Kitchener Greater Dutchman. Ontario Junior Hockey League. He played for the Kitchener Dutchman, and he had 15 the flying points, Dutchman. 15 points in 47 <laughs> games. So. I, again, he just right now is a space filler because a lot of our prospects cannot play in the prospect tournament or come to training camp because their season is starting, has already started, or they're going to college. So there's yeah, that. The, the Gojol starts on se- September 24th, so good for them. With that said, though, th- I mean, this team should still have a chance to win the prospect tournament. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think, I think any it's going to be... Let's see who we got. We have Toronto, Columbus, Dallas, and St. Louis in this one. That's it's going to be pretty good. I think Columbus's team should be, should be pretty good. It I, it really depends on how many p- players because we've noted some people that were missing from Detroit because their European seasons have started. I know Columbus has a lot of guys in that same situation. I'm not sure about the other three though, but it'll be interesting. I think Columbus will have a pretty good team. Toronto doesn't have much for prospects in general. Toronto doesn't have much of anything in general besides cap. And so, playoff losses. <laughs> <laughs> How many days since their last cup? 
Uh, no, no, no. Let, let's not talk about the cup. They haven't won a playoff series since. Don't care. The cup one's just as much fun. Yeah. Uh, Toronto. What's what's that thing? It's uh, days since Toronto won a cup. It's Leafs last cup. Twitter. Here we go. Yeah, it's the Twitter. All right. Uh, Forty-six minutes ago, nineteen thousand eight hundred and fifty-four days since the Leafs last won a cup. Five hundred and sixty-four days since losing to an AHL Zamboni driver. <laughs> 67 days since breaking the record for the longest Stanley Cup drought of all time. There we go. You're welcome. We're going to take a quick break from talking about these free agent invitees to remind everyone that uh, apparently Andrew Shaw legacy night is going to be a thing in Chicago this season. One of their promotional (laughs) nights is called Andrew Shaw legacy night. And I'm like, what legacy? The legacy the legacy, legacy of being a scumbag on the He's ice. 30, 30 years old, he has a legacy. The, I don't think there was a player that I hated more other than Brad Marchand. But next they, to, with and, uh, than Andrew Shaw. They have an Andrew Shaw legacy night, but they have nothing on their promotional calendar for Marion Hosa's Hall of Fame induction. But we're giving That's, Andrew Shaw a legacy night. Isn't he the guy who used the F word twice and got caught? The what? The F slur. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Twice. I have actually no idea. Twice. Hey. I believe it was twice and got I've... caught on hot mic. That no, guy's, no, that, no, that guy's just. Look at the guy. He's a nutcase. Do you guys remember that playoff series 13? Not to not to remind of, of bad times, but how big of a scumbag he was getting under people's skin, hitting people from behind. Which, I get it. I have no problem with and the getting under the skin part. The right but way. The way that he did it exactly no he was just a bitch yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and he he's he wasn't a big dude but i mean he, i get it he played with heart he played hard he was out there he did what he was supposed to do but then he turned into a dickhead yep. and now he's and getting he just wasn't fun. and then he'd come up behind you he'd slash you as you mentioned didn't he also have some spearing incidents probably yes. mm-hmm. yeah. know, between him and Taves, i'm not sure who i hate more on that team <laughs> No, him and Taves, you don't, you can't com- make a comparison between those two. You can hate Taves because he's actually good, and you you want him on your team, but you love to root against him and see him fail, kind of like Sidney Crosby. But he was just they, they are not in the same category. No, 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 they're not in the same category. Obviously, Taves is is probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. My guess, anyways, with you know with three Stanley Cups and some Olympic gold in in between there. But I mean, as far as like getting on. Under people's skin, you could get under Jonathan Taves' skin and he would get pissed. Do you remember that series in 13? And, oh, yeah. And actually, look what, what Zetterberg did to Crosby too. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. So no, we're going to move on to the next person because I just want to kind of interject in there because I was scrolling through Twitter and it came out. You just want to get us fired up. That's going to be hilarious. Yeah. The, next, the next guy who is uh, invited is Luke Toporowski. He is a 20 year old, 5'11, 179 pound left wing. From Bettendorf, Iowa. So uh, I don't know how many no, players funny. have come from Iowa. His father, he's got a lot of kids that are in hockey, a lot of uh, relatives that are in hockey. His dad, his brother, his sister, and his two uncles. Is one of them Shane? Uh, yeah, one of his uncles is Shane Toporowski. 
He coaches here at Worcester State University. Jesus Christ. I, I feel know. like you have no, that no, story I, for I almost swear every to, player. Dude, I swear to God, you can look it up. My dad used to go to like free like public hockey because he used to play for the AHL Tyler team. knows that was someone who's related to every prospect. <laughs> he, used to, he used to play for the AHL team that was here in Worcester, the Ice Cats back in the day. You can look it up if you want. I don't, but we're going to no, move on. I'm this. taking your word on this one. <laughs> <laughs> If there's any random player you could possibly name in hockey, there's a likelihood of them having a connection to the Boston area and, and a, either a coach, a trainer, or a family friend. Tyler knows that person. <laughs> Don't know <laughs> how, but he does. And it's the best backstory ever. So for, he played last season, uh, 2020, 21 for two teams. He played in the USHL for the Sioux Falls Stampede, where he had 33 points in 32 games. And he played six games for the Spokane Chiefs in the WHL, who had uh, where he had four points in six games. So his stats are actually pretty good. He played for uh, Spokane in 2019, 20, where he had 60 points in 62 games. The season before that, he had 49 points in 67. And the season before that, he had 23 and 61. So he got good. Like, that's that's a half of the battle right there. Done got good. And we'll have to ask Dylan uh, Dylan Krill about his time with Sioux Falls, if he scouted him at all, because it's the USHL. He had 33 points in 32 games. So We're going to have to have Dylan or Tony on so we can actually uh, talk about some of these guys, if any of them get signed after the fact. Yeah, but I think so undrafted probably because he's five foot 11 and light. But again, I mean, he actually played last season and was undrafted, but his numbers look really good. Where did he play last year? He played for the Sioux Falls Stampede in the USHL. Spokane Chiefs in the WHL. Six games in WHL, 32 in the USHL. So I, I don't know why he was undrafted. And again, I didn't watch a video on these people, but he's 20 years old. So he's two years post draft and it's, I, again, could be a good pickup for the group. Those numbers look like good numbers for the AHL, at least the AHL. So, I, I mean, you have spots to fill in at left wing in the AHL, pick them up. The next player we're going to move on to is Mason Ward. Mason Ward is a 20, or is that? No, sorry. Mason Ward is a 19 year old, six foot five, 218 pound D man. Uh, big guy. His dad, uh, do you know who his dad is, Tyler? <laughs> I have no idea. Aaron Ward. No, his father is Lance Ward. Okay, don't and know who that is. Are you sure? He probably has something to do with Boston. Are you sure it's not Aaron Ward? No, it's not Aaron Ward. It's Lance Former Ward. Wing. Lance Ward played uh, three seasons for the Panthers, two seasons for the Ducks, uh, yeah, three seasons for the Panthers, two seasons for the Ducks. And he played a lot of time in the AHL, too. Good for him. Look at that. So Mason last played uh, 22 games uh, for the Red Deer Rebels in the WHL and had six points as a defenseman. So I'll take it. And the last free agent invitee is Adam Brubacher. He is a 25-year-old, 25-year-old, six-foot-four, 205-pound D-man. He played seven games for the Manitoba Moose in the AHL. He has spent four years at the Rochester Institute of Technology, uh, which Tyler says is in a trash division of the NCAA. <laughs> yes. Uh, where he put up good numbers for a defenseman. But again, if you're putting up good numbers against garbage, your numbers are probably close to garbage. 
Yeah, the powers in that league typically are Army and uh, not Army. Yeah, Army typically. Air Force is usually pretty good. Um, yeah, so it's not, It's like I said, I mean, nothing against the Naval Academies or anything like that, but, I mean, they're not exactly churning out, you know, NHL talent, so. They're not supposed to. No, no, they're not. But they do, <laughs> they are very competitive, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, yeah, so those are the free agent invitees that are coming to camp a lot. Again, there's a lot of filler in the camp and the tournament um, because th- there has to be. We can't play our NCAA talent, and we can't play our overseas talent that's season's already starting. We just can't do it. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Which isn't the worst thing ever. I mean, as we said, they're playing. So, Evanston had a good start early on, had some bumps and bruises out the gate, but uh, just keep an eye on these guys. Well, we'll need to talk to, uh, we need to get some European commentating going on. Get yeah. Some ideas. Get, see what's uh, going on over there. Actually, there is someone I'm talking to that uh, is a, is over in Sweden that we may be able to get on the podcast. That I apologize. I apologize. In that conference, it's usually American International, which is a the school here in Springfield, Mercyhurst, which I'm sure you've never heard of, Canisius, which is outside of Buffalo. Robert Morris actually lost their team for this year. They're not going to play <laughs> next year. Yeah, that's a shit show. Yeah, they're that's a, they're disaster. fighting hard to get them back. Well, apparently the school said that they'll they'll be back in Atlantic Hockey next year, which is good. But yeah, they're, they're just just a just a bunch of schools that. A lot of people have never heard of that. You're like, oh, my God, they have D1 hockey. So, I mean, it's not a great conference, to say the least. But, you know, it's college hockey. Would you venture to say it's bad? I mean, I go to a decent amount of the Holy Cross games because they're close, and now they serve alcohol. So, um, <laughs> Got it. you have to be drunk to watch them play. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes well, sense. That's fair. I mean, see, but the thing about hockey is it's like if you have, like, you know, a random school go into the shoe at Ohio stadium and play Ohio state. They're probably going to win by, you know, 70 or something like that. You had um, a couple of years ago, um, uh, Arizona state came into Holy cross and they beat them like two to one. So it was like, you know, hockey's a way different than most of the other sports. So like, you know, it's more competitive. And so I guess, yeah, it's a bad conference, but I mean, they do have some good players in the conference. So they're bad. Uh, we're going to yeah. move on to the athletic <laughs> survey results. Uh, we're going to kind of, we're not going to go through all of them. We're going to go through the ones that are kind of, they stick out a little bit. That Things we're that having, we can talk about and not get yeah, yelled at. For. Or that have an overwhelming kind of majority of people with the same answer. And we're going to start with question one. <laughs> are we starting on part one here? Yeah. Just make sure. Yep. So question one was, are the Red Wings on the right track? Mm-hmm. And with 2,173 responses, <laughs> 99% said yes. Is that, I, I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised some people said no. I'm with Max. I, li- I like his opening comment here. Say, quote, I have to admit, I was not anticipating this kind of a landslide result for a team that's finished in the league's bottom five for four straight seasons. Um, but 99.2% of the 2,100 responses to be a yes as the Red Wings on the right track. I'm surprised by that. If you Jim Halpert it and make a proper pro con <laughs> list, the pros like way 
outweigh the cons in are the Red Wings on the right track? I can't think of really any cons in the past two. No. And as we get into this, I mean, I think the biggest thing would maybe be the recent draft picks or the Letty trade, but I guarantee you all the people that said no, their only reason for saying no was because Blashell was brought back. It could be. I guarantee that's their, that's the only negative thing they could say is that Blashell's coming back. The only negative thing I can say about the rebuild and they haven't really addressed this just yet. And I mean, Obviously, it's still a rebuild, so they still have time to do what they want to do. Like, I mean, it seems like the defense is pretty figured out. You know, you just have to hope, you know, that you hit on your two first-round picks that you took as defensemen and, you know, that you can get some filler players around them. Forwards are pretty much set, but the problem is is center. You know, Dylan Larkin's the number one center, but who is behind Dylan Larkin? It's Rasmussen. It's Valino. Pew Suter, but I mean, again, that's a guy that was, he didn't get a contract from Chicago. He, he basically got Chicago's a go dog shit organization. RFA. Right. I understand that. But Chicago is also starved for talent uh, at, at center as well. Uh, besides Jonathan Taves, who we don't even know what's going to happen when he comes back this year. So, I mean, to me, it's like they, they're on the right track, yes, but if there's one place that you would kind of say, well, you know, they have some, but they don't have enough, I don't know that they have a second-line center. They have P.S. Suter. Right, yeah. but I, I don't know that <laughs> I they mean, have for a second-line center. That is literally in the wing, their second, in, that's a in, perfect second-line center. You mean in waiting. We don't right, have a second-line exactly. center that's in waiting. Fair. We're hoping Valeno becomes that, but no, I think is. we're kind of past. I, I hate to say that, and I know that we preached it last season, hoping that was the case. But unless something crazy happens, I think the Valeno second line center might be out the window. Now, again, as I said, the Discord has been fun about this conversation today. Sure, fun. He's had five games in the NHL. He's had one full. Is it two? One full season in the AHL and then one in the SHL. Granted, he's 21 years old. I'm not sold that he will be maybe what we hoped for, if that, if that makes sense. If he fits your middle six, he could still be a second-line guy, but your primary third. If he's fitting the fourth, as I, I made a comment earlier, the way the roster is kind of going and transitioning and getting its – it's feet under itself. If he's your fourth, third, fourth line center, you're good to go. And that's not going to be a bad thing. No. Yeah, you're right. But, but the, the worst part is, is, is you drafted him in the second round, hoping that he would be the second line center. And that's kind of a huge miss. If you, I mean, I hate to sound negative about it, but it's like, you you're trying to expedite a rebuild. You see mm-hmm. a guy that was supposed to be in is the he expediting up- though. Maybe not, but you see a guy that was supposed to be in the top, what, 10 of the draft originally all the way to to the second round. You take him hoping that he's still a first round uh, talent. And he really kind of hasn't showed that, which is kind of disappointing. I don't know if that speaks to the development of him or lack thereof, or if it's just him and, and, you know, he's been given all the resources and just for whatever reason, he can't play. Mm Mm-hmm. At yeah. that level, at that level, I think he can play. I think he'll probably be a, a decent NHL player, but 
I, I don't know that he's anything more than a third line center, but again, you know, he's what he's played five games in the NHL. So how do you really know? It's hard to tell. Exactly. And I mean, more time this season. He, he absolutely should. I mean, you look at a lot of P of draft boards going into it. And I just did Joe Bellino draft rating and a lot of articles po- popped up with him anywhere from, I think five to 12 that I've seen just scrolling through a quick Google search. So Going into the draft in April of 2017, Central Scouting had him 13th among the North American skaters. McKean's Hockey, who we talk highly about, had him 9th. And ISS Hockey had him 10th. And he went to Detroit at the start of the second round or last pick of the first round, whatever it was, I forget. But the the talent's there. It's just when is it going to click? Is it going to be as, as good as we think? Maybe not, or as good as we've talked about, maybe not, but it's not somebody to write off in any way, yeah. in my opinion. No, nope. we wrote Rasmussen off, or a lot of people did last year, and, and he had a hell of a year last uh, year. So we, I mean, you never, did we did not, we did not, we but did a lot of people not. did. A lot of people did. A lot did of they? people did. Yes, I a think lot of so. people were calling yeah. Rasmussen a bust before last season. Okay, yeah, no, that's true. That's I fair. still think it's I, fair I will, to say I, it was a reach on Ken Holland's part. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the oh, pick no, will never yeah. be justified where he was taken, but he is showing that he is a solid player. Is he going to be a great middle guy, depth guy, and doing certain things that you really hope for? He's starting to come around. We know he's getting into his body, and we've talked about it a lot of times. So I, I think he's going to be a perfect role player. He's My main comparison, of course, it's going to be Tampa. There's your Alex Kalorn. Perfect. Sure. Yep. So the next uh, the next question I kind of found interesting were the expectations for the Red Wings in the 2021-22 season. I think most people were correct. It was like almost 70% saying a bottom 10 team. Mm-hmm. There were 17.5% of people that said non-playoff team, but close to the bubble. And that, I don't see it this year. Not at all. That, there's more people that believe this can be a bubble team than bottom five. Than people think that would be a bottom five team. Yeah. No, that's mind blowing. Yeah. I, I, I get the optimism. I mean, sure. The team is great to be optimistic. transformed. Maybe are they really thinking that Alex Tangay is going to be that offensive spark, especially on the power play? I don't know. Uh, no, because they answered uh, Alex Tangy to be a minor step forward, but still a bottom 10 power play in the NHL. I, think I mean, anything is going to be better than minus the bottom three. What's right interesting now. to me is it's weird because you look at this team and they finished in the bottom five. What's it like three out of the last four years now? Too much. Just too, going on. too, many too much. Exactly. We can all agree on that. Too much. But what a lot of people are failing to realize is that we are on the ascension and we are on a course where they could be a bubble team. I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs and I don't think they're going to be in the bottom five of the league. I really don't. I I think that there's a lot of teams that are bad. I think the Red Wings showed last year that there is some fight in that team. They're going to have some younger guys on the team with a lot more to prove. I mean, Dylan Larkin hopefully will have a full uh, healthy season. I mean, if things break the way you want them to break, they could be a bubble team. I don't see why they they couldn't. I mean, I'm not expecting that because, I mean, you don't want to expect that right now. I mean, it probably helps to be a worse team 
than it is to be a bubble team. But I mean, if they get, if they are a bubble team, then I mean, that'll keep us engaged all year long. It'll get the younger guys into a playoff push kind of mode. I mean, it's, it's good either way. I think. No, it's not happening. Yeah. (laughs) It's not happening. No, I, I, I want to be that optimistic, but I think next season with the likelihood of Raymond and Bergeron, maybe Edvins, Ed, Edvinson making his appearance. If all things go well, if he takes the cider route, if like that's when you can start saying that this is, is going to be a bubble team. They're still missing a fringe number one center. Cause I mean, I know we've talked about Larkin. Is he a number one or a number two, which either way with him, you're not going to be wrong. It depends on what you put on either side of him yep. is where you really elevate his game. We know that when he's with elite talent, he's going to perform and he's going to do well, especially in the center role when he's not the one relied upon. But to say that they're a bubble team this year, they're going to be playing out their ass and really playing for, it's going to be like the little giants coming through and just waking with some zero up. injury. But do you really mm-hmm. believe that's that going to be the big be one too in the bottom five of the league? I really just don't. They're back in their old division. Yeah. Right. I understand and Toronto's that. back in the fold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But th- that's the other thing. But the one thing is, I mean, the goaltending got much better. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The defense the got better is too. 10 yeah. times better than Bernier. Mm-hmm. What you need to hope is that the offense picks it up this season. Yeah, that Zadina goes on a fucking tear that Verona can carry at least a two thirds of what he did last season into this that season Bert stays healthy. And so does Larkin that cider shuts shit down on defense. You've got to yeah. really hope that no one gets injured and that Larkin is a hundred percent healthy. And that is, those are a lot of really big asks and, and not things that are a hundred percent guaranteed. So is, I think bottom five, bottom five is way more likely than playoff bubble. And I think bottom 10 is, is where we're looking, which I we talked about before. And that's yeah. not a bad thing. No, it's not, no, not at all. Especially because for the spot that the team is in. No, it, it, the big, and I know we've touched on it before, as long as we see improvement yep. at the individual level, which then turns into the team level, we're in a good spot. And as long as these younger guys, and I know some people out there will eat, easily say that all oh, these guys are regressing under Blaschel and blah, blah, blah. It's just because of their blind hate for Blaschel. As long as Zadina gets better, as you just said, offensively, if Larkin gets back into form, I, th- I think that there's tools there or players in place, not only at the NHL level, but if any of these guys get hurt, there's now a backfill of offensive talent that they can bring up to try to fill that void. Raymond, yep. Bergeron, if those guys are in the NHL, haven't been having to get called up, Pearson. we can have that replacement. Yeah, Pierce, anyone. There's several guys now that can actually come in and be like, all right, let's fucking go. They haven't had that before. And I think that's, what's going to be important as we go through this next two, three years of really trying to get themselves back on track and being a contender or at least a playoff team. Yeah. There's a couple more I want to go through before we close out tonight. Uh, There were a portion of people that thought the Franz Nielsen buyout was a bad idea. Oh God. Uh, What? Yeah, uh, there was a portion of people that said I didn't like it. Detroit should have let the contract expire to avoid a five hundred thousand dollar cap hold. 
Do they not know no, the tax situation? No, they don't because they're worried about $500,000. Was this um, a Facebook comment? No, this is part of the thing, Ryan. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, there's a couple more. Uh, one is how many rookies uh, do you expect to play at least one NHL game this season? I The the majority of answers was four, I and this is not including Ned. Uh, Ned technically is still a rookie. Because he yes, I don't use him as that no in that count. He can win the Calder. He's still technically a rookie, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't. That, put him that in has that a lot of people pissed off. Four is a lot. I don't think four rookies will play this season. I think three. I would say um, Cider, uh, Bergeron at some point, and Raymond. Um, unless you want to throw Pearson in there and, and make it five. I, I can see that happening. Sure, but six, eleven point three percent of people said more than five. Who? That's, who? That, that's <laughs> going to happen only if there's a shit ton of injuries, well, or be he rookies, somehow starts Ryan. trading everybody. At they the, have to be rookies. No, I, I get that. So but, Valeno is still a rookie. Is he? Yeah, he's only played oh, yeah, five no, NHL games. Five games. So, so that's another one. So I would say Valeno, Cider, and at some point probably Berggren. That's three. Mm-hmm. And then Raymond might get his tryout. That's four. But if you say Pearson, that's five. More than five. Past Pearson, who do you got in Grand Rapids that would be considered a rookie that would and come Devonnie over? Devonnie Smith is past rookie status, right? Yep. Yep. Unless we have not signed. catastrophic goalie mm-hmm. injuries and you have to bring in like a Victor Bradstrom. Yeah. Like I don't, I can't see more Which than... Is- Possible. I can't see more than five rookies, period. Like, I would say no. four is probably the maximum. Sure. Uh, and then the other one that kind of caught me off guard is how do you see the Red Wings goalie situation shaking out? 55.1% said a 50-50 split. And I think Nadelkovich was brought in to be your clear starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think I actually went 50-50 just because of not overwhelming, I think, when I voted on this one. But the more I think about it, I think that's what you just mentioned is more accurate. I think Nettle play more than 50 games. You, you kind of had, oh, like 50, 50 out of 82? Yeah. I, I think if that. he plays 50 and mm-hmm. uh, Grice plays 32, that's a great split. Yeah. No, I think he's ready for a paying. full-time starter role. And what their, the contracts break out, that's what you would expect, really. It's yeah. been a one A one B situation in Detroit since like actually Jimmy no, I take Howard. That back. Grice makes more than Ned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. So it's, no, that, if that works out that way, then you're you're even in a better spot. I'm sorry, Tyler, I cut you off. No, I was just gonna say it's been like a one A one B situation in Detroit since like Peter Morazic came up and pushed Jimmy Howard. Mm-hmm. It, like what was that twenty third? 2015 oh, 20, 20, it was time. yeah because yeah, there was the uh the, the stadium series game and uh or maybe i don't remember but i remember going to a game and peter Morazic got absolutely shelled and they brought howard and the wings came back and beat boston that was pretty cool but um just it's yeah i don't know i mean i feel like Nadelkovich is cut out to be a clear-cut number one starting goalie but then again with the way that uh you know goalies are managed nowadays i wouldn't be shocked if it was 50 50 
or you know something close to like I don't know, 50, I could say 60, 40, 60, more than anything. 40, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think Nadelkovic is, the I want one 70, goalie. 30. Yeah. I don't want to see Grice too much, to be honest with you. I don't think he's great. I mean, he's a good backup, but I mean, I think with a better defense, years, as we saw with him in New York, he'll perform better, which I mean, yeah. you can say that about any goalie. Sure. But I think with something in Detroit, that's more, secure if you will or stable on the back end and healthy for that matter that's where you see, will see grice do better we know what ned can do with a decent team in front it, actually i shouldn't even say a decent defensive team one of the carolina wasn't very defensive i just I the, thought they were so offensive because there's times that detroit Slavin I mean, and dougie yeah Slavin. some of the players they had back there yes okay i will i will agree with that i'm without having the actual stats, like there were times though, because they were so reliant on what they were doing offensively that they were, they could get exposed pretty quickly, but he was good in those high pressure situations. As long as that happens here, we're good. Cause the likelihood of that happening could be high, especially if we see a more younger decor or younger guys on this forward lineup, turnovers are likely going to happen. Shit's going to get real. And Ned or Grice are going to have to stand on their head. We saw that a lot with Bernier. I think that's why people loved him so quickly is he carried this team so much. These guys now have to pick that up. Can Ned do that better? I think he can, but we'll see. I think this might be the first year in a long time that people aren't bitching about the goaltending. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. Last year, I think you could have said they weren't going too bad about it going into it you know it's it's funny ever since like i joined twitter and like you know obviously i've watched the wings my whole life but you know watching the wings and like joining twitter i think it was back in like i don't know 2012 somewhere around there people have bitched about the goaltending situation and from what i've heard um this is you know just me talking to other people my neighbor across the street was a red wings fan and, um, you know, just me and him talking, he's like, yeah, people bitched about the Red Wings goaltending situation, even back in the nineties, when the wings were winning Stanley cups, you know, people wanted this guy in, you know, didn't love Vernon that much. And just like situations like that. It's like, there's always a, a fan base always has one thing that they can't stop bitching about. And I feel like goaltending is the one situation in Detroit nope. that people will never stop bitching. No nope. coaching. Oh, right now coaching. it is coaching. Yeah. Uh, so the last one I want to go over before we close it out tonight is the one I kind of found maybe the most shocking. Will the Red Wings make the Stanley Cup finals in this decade? Some yes. time between this season and 2028, 29, 36.8% of people said no. And if they don't think we're going to make mm. the finals by 2028, 29. And by, um, by when? What was it? 2028, 29. The finals, the Stanley Cup finals by the 28 29 season. Remember, we are moving into the 21 22 season. Yeah, I think that's with what they've got in place. And I in think that is and in the pipeline of guys that are now this close, super close to making this roster less than a year away, like Raymond Bergeron. And you got Edvinson coming in. 
you've got players in place to make an impact cider. If he continues on the trajectory that he's on to be one of the top, I mean, we're going to say it one of the top D defensemen in hockey, the best defenseman in the NHL. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's go crazy. Yearly Norris winner. Yeah. Moritz cider, <laughs> German Lidstrom, if only. German Lidstrom. If that, if that type of shit happens better than Bobby Orr, then that, that <laughs> timeline is feasible. Sure. But I think yeah, but again, that's best case. That's again, best case scenario. you've got cider, you've got Edvinson coming in. If Wallander puts his game together, you've got a solid middle pairing D man. You've got Lucas Raymond, who's compared to Mitch Marner. You've got Dylan Larkin, who is still entering his prime. You've got Hronik, who is still entering his prime. You've got Jacob Vrana, who by all accounts should still be kicking ass. You've got Zadina, who could eventually just score at will. His offense will come. You, I, there's talent there. There's a lot of talent there, and there's a lot of talent in the system. Yep. It's putting it all together, and and finding a couple late round picks that pop off and get really good, or undrafted free agents that pop off and get really good. I I have a really hard time not seeing a final by twenty eight twenty nine, because if you look at the top teams, they've got to fall off. Yeah. Toronto, oh yeah, Toronto's gonna be in cap hell gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tampa will be in cap hell gone. Boston already going. Pittsburgh already, they're gonna lose by the end of the decade. Crosby's gonna retire. So, Uh, I I agree. We're we're also leaving out the fact that McDavid's gonna get traded, they're kind of going to come to Detroit. So, McDavid's gonna go to the Mm. KHL because he don't want to deal with Ken Holland anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I will say one thing about this, uh this topic like one of my friends who's a Bruins fan of course he's like the wings won't make the Stanley Cup final until like 2030 or 2035 was it the fucking Jetsons I, I'm, I'm like <laughs> I'm like you know I mean to to say that it's going to happen in five years is probably you know a stretch but almost 10 years or eight years or whatever it is that's not a stretch I mean they've they're doing all the right things. They have the right guy in charge. He built the last two Stanley Cup champions, basically, uh, the foundational pieces anyways. I mean, you make a good point of the teams aging out. Uh, you know, I mean, Kucherov's going to be old by then. Stamkos will probably be retired by then. Victor Hedman, I mean, they're going to make the playoffs again this year and probably the year after, so... That's a lot more hockey on those legs. And I mean, you already see it with like Chicago and Duncan Keith and you see it with uh, LA and Drew Doughty that those guys are just not the same players anymore after all those Stanley cup runs and stuff. So, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that some of these teams like, you know, Tampa Bay and Boston with Bergeron, I saw something today that Patrice Bergeron is going to play the rest of his contract. And after that, he's going to have to make a decision whether he's coming back or not. Uh, and it doesn't sound promising, to be honest with you, from what I've heard. So, I mean, that's interesting. But there's a lot of teams that are going to be gone. I mean, not gone physically, but just not as good. Washington's already not that good anymore. Uh, Pittsburgh is already kind of not that good anymore. I know Crosby and Malkin are still there. But, yeah, there's 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 a lot of reason to believe that by that time, the Lynx should be in the Stanley Cup yep. final. And your contention is going to be at that point, I mean, the Florida Panthers. 
maybe Carolina ends up getting their shit back together and stops trading all their good players for trash. Yeah, right. Um, with their newly acquired Kotkaniemi. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you've got like the Panthers are on their way up. LA Kings will be on their way up. Maybe Ottawa. Yeah, the Rangers. Maybe Ottawa will get their shit together. They've got a good pipeline. Maybe they'll move their way up. There will be new teams at the top, and we're poised to be one of those teams. Yep. So I I think this decade is feasible. But that's where we're going to end it tonight. I think we've gone over again Zoom. The one thing I don't like about Zoom is it doesn't give me like a timer. But that's where we're going to end it. I want to get Ryan's final thoughts first. Uh, my final thoughts are make them snappy. Yeah, no, I can't do Tyler's math for day counting right now off the top of my head. I'm on, I'm on the spot. We are one month plus six days away from the start of the Detroit Red Wings hockey season. It's not as funny as 14 days plus two days. Anyways, we're, just, <laughs> it's like a we're getting closer Kingdom to hockey Hearts title. Uh, we're a little over a week out from training camp starting by the time this post will be a week out or not training camp. I'm sorry. The prospect tournament and training camp and training camp after that, but it's, we're getting closer to hockey. I think they tweeted today. I saw Austin Matthew, Austin Matthews days away from hockey. Oh no, he did. No, I wish he would. Oh yeah. He needs to do that and get rid of the van, but uh, but no, he's uh, we're 34 days away from NHL hockey starting regular season, even less than that for prospect tournaments, and then going into training camp. It just feels good. There's some news today, it made today's episode worthwhile. Thank you, Max, for posting all those polls and things of that nature. It's getting people re engaged and excited. We've all got our tickets for the home opener, it's awesome. Yep, though, I, I, I can't party wait. Ryan 33. That's that's my thoughts. Tyler, go. Yeah, my final thoughts are we're getting closer and closer to hockey season. I think we're very close to training camp and everything. So, I mean, we're we're looking forward to it. I, I can't wait to get to Detroit and go to the home opener with all of you guys and meet some of the people that I haven't met and you know sleep on that. my futon. Yeah, sleep on your futon, probably <laughs> drunk. Um, you know, I Oh, sorry, it's gotta be a fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs> So um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting close. And so I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at seal dog 91. Yeah. Uh, oh, hockey go hockey. Let's do Yay. that. Hockey. Uh, I'm excited for ESPN hockey coverage. That's yep, what I'm too. excited for. Um, bye-bye NBC. Welcome ESPN hockey coverage. Um, but yeah, I don't do final thoughts because I have to wrap the episode up. So that's my, well, me, I'm Greg. I wrap the episode up. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, you can follow me online at bringing the wing. You follow the Grindline podcast online at Grindline pod. Uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are posted. And thanks to the hockey podcast network at hockey pod net. You can, uh, find us in even more places. They like to spread us around to a bunch of different places. If you go to howie's hockey tape.com. So wrong. Yeah, they just like to spread us out all over the place. If you go to howieshockeytape.com and use promo code GRINDLINE, you get 10% off your order. If you use that same promo code on Bring Hockey Back, you get 12%. If you could check out our merch shop, if you go to redbubble.com and search the GRINDLINE, you will find our merch. Hockey season's coming up. There is a... Tomorrow is the last day of the 20% off sale, but I'm going to try to find a way to put a sale on our store. I don't see a way to do it. There's mm-hmm. got to be a way. I'm not manually reducing all the prices. That's a pain in my ass. 
but I will try and find a way to do it. Check out our Discord. In the bio of our Twitter, our Twitter profile bio is the link to our Discord. Uh, we're at about a little over, about 40 people almost in our Discord. And I think we'll pick it up more towards the beginning of the season. And especially during camp, we'll have camp coverage. We know a couple of people that are going. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Uh, so join us on Discord. We want to grow the Red Wings community on there. It'll be a really cool time. I'm going to do some giveaways there too. Uh, we like to give a shout out to founders to the official beer of the Grindline podcast. We might be getting a new one soon. I want to do another beer bracket. So that might be happening. That would be intense. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really cool. And mm-hmm. I think that's all our shout outs for the episode. So that's going to do it for us tonight. So for Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. You stay classy, Akadam.